Welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Hey. 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 Oh, hey. Oh. Everybody said, hey. Oh, hey. That's about all I know of that song. Was that a song? Wasn't it? I thought we, I thought we were just doing our thing. I... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone. How are we today and any day you happen to be listening to this particular episode? Still today. Stuff today. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Griffin. I'm Zach. And we're back again for another delightful fifty to sixty minutes of content for you, for you and yours. Who knows where we'll land this week? Yeah. Um. It's always a it's always a toss up. So fun fact, uh, folks at home, if you didn't see it on Twitter, uh, Griffin and I um, decided to uh, give give a little stream a try. Yeah. Well, Griffin had streamed previously. I had not. Yeah, we've uh, been streaming a little Divinity Original Sin two, and that was a hoot. It was a great um, hoot. Yeah, um, uh, an unef- you know unexpected side effect um, that I found mm-hmm. was um, second guessing every decision I made because <laughs> oh no, people may have been watching. Oh no, buddy. <laughs> I've never played video games in front of people aside from the people that I was playing video games with. I guess that's fair. No, see, I, I hadn't... Maybe it's because I've played... Uh, like, I, I did some, a little bit of streaming before. But, yeah, I'm... I don't know. I figure if people are going to come on a stream to yell at me about video games, then... They need to get a life. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, there's well, a difference between yelling at me because I did something wrong in their eyes or, you know, offering uh, constructive help. Um, yeah. Like, before, when I was streaming somewhat regularly... Uh, I was playing Total War Warhammer, which is a, you know, huge strategy game that, like, I barely know the ins and outs of. And it was kind of helpful to have people in the chat sometimes going, hey, you know, if you do this with one of your wizards, then they can use their spells more often. And I'd be like, whoa, that's great. That, that's a game changer. Yeah, uh, see, that's the good sort of gaming community. Mm-hmm. But then you have the horrible type of gaming community. Like, you ever played the game uh, For Honor? Uh, no. I never got around to For Honor. Never once have I seen a more toxic and uh, (laughs) destructive gaming community. My goodness. I mean, that... Fortnite? See, I I played League of Legends back in the day. Oh, yeah. So, lest we forget that I was big into League of Legends, and that place was a hellhole. God... Well, the way I see it, Zach, is that I currently, my Twitch channel has all of 11 followers, and I think 10 of them are people I know. So, is fair. I am I am chump change enough that if a random jerk pops into my stream, that's going to be impressive. I'll be like, yeah. wow, new viewer. <laughs> um. On that note, since I'm assuming if you listen to the show, you listen to Another Path, uh, we are we do have some plans in the works for a, some, a semi-regular Another Path stream. 
that uh, I think is mostly going to be me and uh, Chase, who guested on our show a couple episodes back, and doing just some Q&A, some roundtable discussion stuff while we play video games, and um, Chase throws hijinks at me while I try to be serious and answer questions. But yeah, otherwise we're going to try to get that going. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah, Zach and I streaming a little regularly as well. Just for some fun stop, fun times. Why not make more content? Make more content. We can hang out with each other and make more content, which is exactly why we started the show in the first place. Exactly. exactly. It wasn't at all just a ploy so that we could spend more time together. What? No, it's uh, not like I miss you or anything. It's not like there's a crippling hole in my life without <laughs> you in it, but it's fine. It's cool. It's for the people. Yeah. So, uh, how about these so, creatures we have for the day? Let's go. Okay. Okay, pull it together. Cold iron. <clears throat> we got this. Okay. 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 I'm going to right now take this moment to apologize in advance for my stuffy nose and how that's going to be carrying through this episode, but here we are. All right, back into the fiction. Okay. <laughs> that was me passing through the event horizon of fiction. Which I think is my, go. <laughs> I think the new most fun thing I've ever said in my entire life. I mean, yeah, I think that I think that won. All right, all right. I, I think that all that's left is the podcast. Let's, de- let's, let's do depressurize it. the pod. Let's get all disinfected. Uh, let's get sprayed on with some some neutral air freshener. And <laughs> very good. <laughs> let's step into the store. Let's step. All right. All right. Today again, we have sort of a uh, a motley crew of uh, critters and creatures for your viewing pleasure and hopefully our financial gain and pleasure and pleasure financial pleasure. I I, I can dig it. Yeah. All right. First, it's like Scrooge McDucking into a into a, a thing of money. I stand by the fact that that would just be incredibly discomfort- discomforting. Well, I mean, but if it's paper money, like... Still, like, have you... I, I mean, cover up, you won't get paper cuts. I was thinking of the paper cuts. I was thinking of the fact that money's just dirty. Yeah. Like, you would need a real shower after your money shower. They'd have to be, like, fresh. Fre- but then, fresh then you increase monies. the risk of paper cuts, because they're crisp. But that's why you cover up. So I'm just going to put on a scuba suit before I go diving into my money no, pile? just wear a long sleeve t-shirt, some pants, and some fucking it's gloves. It's going to ride up as I, as I try to maneuver through this pile of, of moolah. I, I think this is just where, where, we, where we disagree there, Cold Iron. All right. So, okay, it's fine. I can work with you still today, I guess. Just Who cool. thought this would be the thing? Who'd have thought it'd be but, money, ironically? No, All right. More problems, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) 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 What are we doing? Uh, So first on the docket for today, we have something that uh, I think like a lot of the creatures we present on this show are uh, initially frightening, but deep down we can find something true to love. That's kind of our, our, our mantra here. Yeah, most of and we've got hellhounds. Uh, ooh. Yeah? It's part me being scared and part me doing like a dog sound. Christ. <laughs> 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 All right. Hellhounds. We have several. They are 
dogs, hounds, spooky dogs, spooky dogs. They're spooky fire dogs. They uh, are classified as fiends, so they are kind of like devil dogs, which is kind of neat. Those damn demon doges. Mm -hmm. And they are found throughout the lower plains and uh, often on battlefields and hellish landscapes. And on the material plane, they are most commonly seen in service to creatures like fire giants or devils or other evil creatures who use them as uh, guard animals and companions. So already out the gates... There is a strong parallel that can be drawn toward uh, dogs. Just, you know, your standard mutt. They they have a hellish nature, sure, but they're still deep down inside of just a a big fluffy doge. Mm -hmm. Well, there we go. Yeah. The common hellhound typically has, like, a black fur coat, uh, but you get that cool, like, you know when you... Like, like if you can picture, like, a blacksmith at a forge and, like, heating up metal and that metal starts to turn that, like... That, that, that like warm orange glow they kind of have that going around around their the bottom of their face and down their belly so they're jowls yeah they're jowls and like they're the front of their chest and their tummy which I bet if you rub it it's pretty warm down there because of all the fire inside oh, of them a nice warm belly scratch yeah because uh, they do breathe fire as, 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 as I think I mentioned already. oh yeah they're fire breathers like they've oh, got man. they've got like a full on fire breath weapon they are uh, also immune to fire, which is handy, being a hell dog. I don't know why hell dog sounds way more diminutive than hell hound. Like, yeah. it's like, I'm a hell hound. You're just a hell dog. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you're a hell pup. You get out of here, you hell puppy. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, guys. You know I could be in the gang. Man, I don't even think you're a hell puppy. You're just a heck puppy. This is like the hierarchy of like that third gang from West Side Story. <laughs> and it's the one that's like, hey, come on, you can put me in the gang. And it's like, yeah. get out of here, you pup. Oh, You ain't a hound yet. Like, oh, man. <laughs> but then like the big street gang happens. Mm-hmm. You know, the big, the big fight, the brawl goes on. And that kid comes up and saves like the leader's life. Mm. And he's like, hey, kid, you're a hound now. And then the, and everyone, the fight stops, inside. everyone cheers. Everyone cheers because, you know, he's been accepted as one of the gang. Yeah. A, a hell pup no longer. And that's 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 the, the, the spin-off storyline. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it, actually. Uh, so hellhounds are uh, pack creatures, as you could possibly expect. They they like their, their kin. They like to hunt in packs. They eat pretty much anything that appears edible, it says. Any creature that appears edible. So they're most likely carnivorous. Doesn't say explicitly, but uh, unless there's like specific, like like uh, specifically designed hell kibble, this entire bit is just gonna be putting hell in front of normal words. Hey, it's it's good marketing. Yeah, you you know who it's for, you know. <laughs> uh, it says they avoid potentially dangerous foes in favor of targeting the weakest prey with their savage bite and their fiery breath, demonstrating a relentless determination as they pursue their prey to the bitter end. Yeesh. Which, I think, if I... I actually just read a thing recently. Have you ever read those, like, humans are badass kind of, like, Twitter yeah. threads or something like that? Mm-hmm. Where, like, in theoretical sci-fi universes, humans are just fucking insane monsters. Yeah. Like, there's a thing about, like... Um, oh, I forget the name. It's, like, Pursuit Predition or something like that, where 
humans, like old humans, when they were hunting creatures. It's not that they could outstrength them or outrun them or whatever. It's just that we could just follow you until you died of exhaustion and we'd be fine. And the only other creature that really was known for that, if I'm remembering right, were like dogs. And so what did we do? We made them our friends to be the ultimate hunting team. It's fair. So there's actually a little bit of, I feel, uh, you know, real world influence in the the pursuit of, you know, hellhounds and their hunting tactics. Yeah, most definitely. You know, it's really interesting. I, I, you know, uh, hellhounds are one of those things that sort of carry across a lot of planes and, and, mm-hmm. and, and verses. For and, sure. Uh, one, um, it, it, the, the UTP television program, Supernatural, um, uh, had a very yeah. interesting... Um, well, I wouldn't say depiction because you couldn't see them. The hellhounds were like invisible. Ooh, yeah. Um, and they like so if someone makes um, in the world of that show, at least mm. I'm assuming it's based on you know real world mythology. Yeah. That um, the 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 crossroad demon. You know, you you bury a, a collection of things at a crossroads, and a demon shows up, and you sell your soul mm. to you know for whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but after like I, I forgot the 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 time frame after so many years. They would send the hellhounds after you to come uh, collect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's this really fun episode of them like finding all these people who are like are dead by like crazy animal attacks, just like ripped to shreds. And it was hellhounds. Like, common common themes. They went from like like no, zero nothings to like super successful at something. Hmm. And yeah, so they're like, oh, they made they all made deals. <laughs> but like, you know, it's horrifying. You hear like spectral like. Aw! That's cool. And then, like, suddenly you're torn apart by nothing. And nice. so all these people, like, are crazy, like, hiding out. Like, oh, they're coming for me, man. That's yeah, neat. I like yeah, that. They're really, yeah, they're really cool. Like, crazy, deadly, invisible hellhounds. Mm-hmm. Super. I don't know. What's more scary than being invisible or, like, crazy cinder burning black dog of death coming at you? I don't know. Because... I mean, there's definitely a fear factor for both, for different reasons. Yeah. I feel like the hellhounds in in this depiction, in the Forgotten Realms depiction, is, yeah, they are meant to be, like, watched, literal watchdogs and mm-hmm. be there to be a threat. Whereas in the supernatural fiction, it seems to be that they are, they're collectors, basically. And so seeing, not seeing them is kind of to their benefit. Yeah. They're just really evil, furry tax collectors, basically. Yes. <laughs> See, like, if I were a person making a deal in that universe, I feel like I would just be like, look, like, at the end of my time, like, I'll just fucking go with yeah. you. Like, don't send the goddamn dogs after me. It's like, I'll make this deal with you if I flake on you. Yeah, send in the hounds. I frankly yeah. deserve it. <laughs> but but until they just be like, hey, Zach, you're, you're stealing. Seven years are up. And I'm like, you are right. Oh man. Damn it. Let me I say goodbye make to my this wife. Deal, though. Yeah. Good goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's more pleasant for everyone that way. Well, except the demon, because who knows? The demon might enjoy sicking the dogs on people. That's fair. That might be for them more than anything. But still, but still, like, yeah. Write it into the contract. Back to our forgotten realms. Uh, uh, double H's. It does. It does mention they are evil to the core. It does say. Hang on. Ah. 
Never mind. I read a little bit ahead and had some hope, but I backtracked and I was proven wrong. It says, Hellhounds are smarter than mundane beasts, and their lawful nature makes them good at following orders. They are lawful evil. However, a hellhound's evil disposition means that the creature cannot be trained to be anything other than a ruthless killer. Lovely. A hellhound, if a hellhound isn't allowed to indulge its malevolent hunger, it quickly abandons or turns against its master. So I would say that these are probably going to attract a very certain type of clientele. For sure, for sure. Um, Now see, this is the part of the job that can be difficult, mm -hmm. is when we know that things are bred for murder and murder alone. Yes. Um, but that's, you know, what we signed up for. It is true. We started this gig. Multiversal does not only apply to the fact that we expand every universe possible, but within these walls, there are all types of creatures for all kinds. Yeah, we can't get wrapped up in this UTP morality anymore. No, we have to be those true neutral capitalists that Mr. G wants us to be. (sighs) Mr. Greenlee. Uh. What a guy. It's a hard job sometimes, but I think, you know, we know enough people on that side of things now. Maff and I have really reconnected recently. Uh, Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's been been nice. We've gone and uh, grabbed a couple beers. Uh, We went bowling, which was neat. Yeah. How good of a bowler's Maff? He's really fucking good, actually. Like I that was a little, sense. I was a little embarrassed because he was he rolled like he didn't roll a perfect game, but he rolled like a he rolled like a two eighty. So oh, it's still it's very, still very good. really good, and I'm I'm there like barely scraping a hundred. So yeah, if I can break a hundred, I'm usually proud of myself. Right, so. and so like Meth suggested bowling, and I was like, really okay, but no, he's a he's an ace. Did so. he have his own shirt and shoes and stuff? Of course, yeah. Cute, kind of like kind of like red and black flames yeah. and stuff he, he said he admitted it was a little garish but it was you know he's got a reputation to maintain even though he's here bowling that's very guy fieri of him no he i i made that parallel and he told me to never mention that man's Wait. name again so yeah <laughs> i don't think i don't think guy fieri deserves the hate that has, has been thrust upon him i think it's but... less hate and more just he got turned into a, a really easy to pick on meme yeah, the flame decals are a little weird, but you know, th- th- I digress. Anyway, <laughs> but to my point, we have we know a number of people. Um, like, I would, I don't think it's a a far sh- shot to say that Meph is evil, but Meph's cool. He's, Meph's still he's cool. still a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure that there are some some people out there, some some evil folk who feel a little alone at night and could just use a big, warm, fuzzy death beast to snuggle up with at the end of the day. And that's yeah. the kind of people I want to find. Like, we are, we are a, a companion matchmaking service. We are not a explicitly um, murder beast service. Mm-hmm. So It's finding the right, right creature for the right person, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, those are our hellhounds and the HHs, yeah. those dub H's. We've got we've got about eight in stock right now. Um, about two different. They're like in two different sort of like uh, I was gonna say family units. They're not really a family. It's more of like a you know like wolves Packs. have like an alpha. Yeah, a pack. There we go. Duh. Yeah. I couldn't find the word pack. Hey, we got that right, and that's what matters. And that's what matters. So yeah, those are our hellhounds. All right. There we go. Let's move on um, to our next one, which is sort of the the complete opposite end of the spectrum oh, yeah? here. Um, not quite to the level of, of a unicorn, but very similar, and that is a Pegasus. Mm-hmm. 
You know, classic. Pegasus. And or multiple Pegasi? I think it's Pegasi. Pegasi? Pegasuses? Pegasuses sounds ridiculous. Yes. Oh, yeah, right here. Known as Pegasi. Bomb. There we go. I have always felt a, a slight kinship to Pegasi, being being uh, my, my I myself being a uh, mythical creature of the air. Yes, Pegasi. I just there's always it's like kinship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of camaraderie. It's like look at us both up here being mythical and flying around and shit. I do love the description um, in the owner's manual, if I may. Yes. Um, the white winged horses, so all, I, apparently they're all white. You can't find... Ah. There's not a lot of color variation. I guess that makes sense. In the, in the Pegasi uh, uh, territory. The white winged horses known as Pegasi soared through the skies, a vision of grace and majesty. When they touched uh, down on solid ground, they linger only for a moment, drinking from mountain springs and pristine lakes. Any sound mm. or sign of another creature startles them, sending them off to fly once more among the clouds. Ah. Yes. God, I miss my wings. Oh man! You know, about eight years ago when we met, and you know, you had had explained to me that you were once a mythical creature uh, who had uh, been you know, locked in human flesh yep. um, to 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 walk this this realm as a mortal man. Uh-huh. I, I didn't believe you, but now I just um, I really feel for you, my friend. Yeah, it was. A, I really feel for you. It was a rough little bout with transmutation that just kind of caught me sideways, and yeah. here we but are. But hey. If if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't have met. And then, well, we wouldn't have founded this fantastic place with all that you know arcane knowledge you had inside you. So that's fair. It's always always that's, that's why I love you, Zach. You always get me on the bright side of things. There, that there, and that's why I'm talking about Pegasi. Hell yeah! There we are. I mean, he- um, heck yeah! Sorry, Pegasi. Heck yeah! <laughs> I don't wanna, so, I don't want to swear in front of the Pegasi. I think they'll judge that, me. That's fair. That's fair. Now. Pegasi, they're dope. They um dope. Are, are highly prized as swift and reliable steeds. Um, oh, I believe it. Uh, now, they are described as noble mounts, which I find to be a little bit... Con- contradictory? Well, not so much contradictory as, um, like, shoehorning them into, like, one sort of line of service, and that's it. That's fair, that's fair. Like, it's like, yo, if you are... If a Pegasus finds you worthy of their their companionship mm-hmm. like fucking ride a pegasus you don't need to be noble okay <laughs> don't let those aristocrats tell you what to do i think it's more noble in the sense of like you know your sense of spirit and not your not your your bloodline yeah it's like i am like i it's like, i am i am a i have a, a noble knight you know i was mm-hmm. raised amongst commoners but i have found a sense of justice and you know that kind of shit Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Pegasus. <laughs> I don't know. Pegasus. Um, now, they're, you know, they're highly prized for being states, um, being that they're faster and less temperamental than griffins, hippogriffs, and wyverns. I mean, so, I'll look, you look, yeah, I'll, I'll own that one. Yeah. I've, how, I have been known to be both stubborn and temperamental. Now, it does say, however, these wild and shy creatures are as intelligent as humanoids, so... They can't be traditionally broken or tamed. It's one of those things where they they decide yeah. who's going to be their person. Oh, you know? for sure. It's like dragon riders. Most definitely. Yeah, they must be persuaded to serve a good aligned creature as a mount. But when it does so, it forges a lifelong bond Hell with its new companion. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. 
Now, as this says, I'm assuming that they, they do tend to those you know, good-aligned folks. Um, but they themselves are chaotic good, so... Hmm, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Which, which I... Find interesting. That is interesting. I, you like, think that they'd be like a like a like a, 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 like a neutral for lawful like a neutral good or a lawful good, but yeah. no, chaotic good. Hmm. So they they get into semantics, <laughs> some Pegasus antics. Yeah, exactly. What do you think? Um, what do you think Pegasus antics look like? Like if you've got three Pegasi who are like roommates, I um, want to think of like, like one. It's like you know, it's th- think you know that that the summer comedy of the year. There's the the snooty country club mm-hmm. where all of the the fancy Pegasi play the polo. Okay, you know, so they're just rolling around. Their wings are like holding uh, 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 one of those long hammer things for sure. But then, like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a, a good Pegasi name. Uh, Peggy Brenda Markowitz <laughs> comes in with her backwards cap, and it's like. We're gonna do this my way, <laughs> and then like comes in and it's like you know like like silly string in like all the people playing and it's like nice. you know running through the field of play and it's like everyone's like Brenda and she's like what I'm just me and then the title stinger plays yeah nice <laughs> I was thinking something a lot more mundane which was like you have three Pegasi roommates and one Pegasi um, Jonah really likes uh smooth peanut butter but it's the other pegasi one of the other roommates um uh 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 jocelyn who always does the grocery shopping mm-hmm. and jocelyn buys crunchy peanut butter ooh. it's like ooh, got him oh man <laughs> that's what i was ooh. thinking what a plot device <laughs> man now, uh, Pegasi, they do understand Celestial, Common, Elvish, and Sylvan, Okay, they can't speak. Makes sense. So you can talk to them, they can't talk back. But still, you can, they can understand your intent, kind of, right yeah, at the they, gate. Well, well yeah, they, 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 they feel you, but you can also talk to you them feel and me? they're going to know. As it says, you know, they're, they're, it's like talking to a, a mute buddy. It's like talking to Link. Yeah. If Link, if Link was a winged horse... <laughs> Oh Link! Oh Link! You, what a guy! You weird mute hero! Now, um, Pegasi, um, their origins can be traced all the way da- back to the, um, oh wow, the Olympian glades of Arborea, mm. where they soar through the skies of that plane and serve as faithful mounts to the Seldarine, the pantheon of elven gods. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I didn't pick them just... out as being particularly like elven favoring. Yeah, neither like did the I, but... like the the Sylvan thing and whatnot makes sense. Like I can yeah. see them mingling with fey creatures and the like, and the celestial obviously like mingling with angels. Yeah, but, like I know Pegasi originally from like Greek mythology, mm-hmm. so I was picturing. And when you said like the Olympian glades, yeah. like that's kind of what I jumped to. But being in service to Elven gods, that's that's interesting. Yeah, it says that they tend to send the Pegasi to the material plane to aid those in need. So that's cute. Aww. Now, Pegasi do mate, do mate for life and build their net nests in hard-to-reach locations and give birth to live young. So, Aww. that's that's nice. Those are so nice. Yeah. So, you know, if you you feel you know you got got some, got one for you. Maybe you get one for your spouse. They made up. Yeah. And you got a cute little like 
always on like double dates. Mm. Double dates in your cool little dual family unit. That's so nice. Oh yeah. How many how many Pegasi do we have in stock right now? We've got about four. Okay. So they haven't quite they haven't uh, paired off yet. Okay. Um, so we'll see if that happens. Mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. which case, it may be a like buy one get one half off. Maybe <laughs> I'm cool with that for for something like for something like Pegasi. I'm cool. with Yeah, making sure that they stay with their mate because that, that's always the saddest thing. Like when yeah. like people like split like a mother from like their her pups or that's no good. Like, split up siblings and stuff it's sad yeah keep them together you know there is similar to other kind of um higher uh, intelligence and kind of alignment themed creatures there is an application process most definitely that we that our our crack team of uh of insightful minds will will go over and make sure that you know you are you are you are right for the pegasus yeah it's sort of a multi-tiered process of application Mm -hmm. Um, and then you know you um, will have you come out to the shop mm-hmm. um, like a meet with whatever meet. yes with whatever uh, gifts and pleasantries you want to um, bestow to the Pegasus and it's uh, sort of we let you into the pen and see if any of them like you. It's that moment in Harry Potter when uh, with the hip yeah with, with, with Buckbeak with when Harry tries to go up to Buckbeak and see like if 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 you're worthy exactly mm-hmm. so. Just because we approve of you does not mean the Pegasi will. Um, and so I just be prepared for that, my friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Amazing. But yeah, Pegasus, they're beautiful. They're majestic. They have a 90-foot fly speed, which is Ooh. fast as hell. Yeah, that is fast as hell. Sorry, fl- fast as... Heck. Balls. <laughs> that was a <laughs> And are fantastic, loyal, and loving creatures. Um, that will be your 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 friend for for a lifetime. So it's um, yeah, it's important to forge that bond love early. It. Love it. I love this stuff. <laughs> cool. Before we get into our next critter, I want to take a quick uh, program break to uh, discuss with you, the people, our loyal customers, uh, about something uh, fun that we have planned for uh, the episode to follow this one. Yes, yes. Um, we have been planning this episode for a little while. Um, obviously, my name is Griffin. That is the name of a fictitious creature. And so we want to do an entire episode themed on Griffins. And what I want to ask you, the people, when you hear this, is to uh, send us a message on Twitter with your ideal Griffin combination. Your Ooh. favorite bird-cat mashup. Uh, we actually had someone uh, post this to our, uh, or to me specifically the other day, a uh, friend of the show, Shogun, mm-hmm. and talking about, like, just this horrible Griffin combination. Hang on, I need to pull up the tweet. As well, uh, 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 I saw one as a raccoon crow. Yeah, like something real nasty like that. Yeah, raccoon crow. A creature that would fight God for half a bagel from your garbage bin with only a broom and an oven mitt to defend yourself. <laughs> it was one that was like a fox something. A uh, fox seagull. Oh, man. Screams all day and all night and is definitely in your garbage. Awesome. So, yeah, send those um, to us. You can either tweet at us or just send it in, in message form. Yeah, I'd love to um, hear and your we suggestions will... so we can spoof on them. Because I want to uh, most... spend this entire episode talking about griffins. Most definitely, because, man, 
weird animal combos are the best so good it's just like in oh god zach we need to do a last airbender episode oh definitely with all the different hybrid creatures yeah it sounds good we'll 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 make a a a jump over to that realm at some point programming note survey the land cool 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 well with that nonsense out of the way shall we move on to a creature numero trois um, yes. I said numero toi, which was Spanish and then French. God, what's wrong with me? So I've got kind of a weird, fun one here. I will say, I think I prefaced uh, OTUGs in the same way. And I don't think these guys are as cool as OTUGs, but I'm still very excited to see your reaction, my friend. Um, okay. We are returning to our sublevels, down to, I think we're on 11. We're going to sublevel 11 right now. Uh, oh this is one of the more cavey ones with, um, I think we had some dark mantle, like, overflow yeah, we, in here. We, we, we had dark mantle and we had, um, some cloakers down there as well. I think at so. Point. so. At least some, some overflow spots. Um, oh, okay. So stop here. Okay. So look forward. You see okay. that, you see that, uh, that slagmite? The one right, right there? Mm-hmm. The big one? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a stalactite. What is it? Just a, another dark mantle? It's a, they do that? It's a roper. You mean like a? It's got ropes. Um, yeah. here. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out a little bit of food, and I'm just gonna chuck it. Um, here I've, I've got some rocks, and I'll just. And oh god! <laughs> now it has a mouth and an eye and several tentacles. Oh, oh god! So uh... ropers are these cool little underdark guys. They make the when they're not moving, they uh, take on the appearance of normal cave formations, such as stalagmites or stalactites. They're kind of like a shaped like a traffic cone. But with the coloration of, you know, normal rock and stone, they've got one big eye about, you know, halfway down from the point of their head, a gigantic mouth, and I believe eight tentacles? Six tentacles. Tendrils, if you will. They're more tendril-like. More thin and spindly and long rather than, like, got suckers on them. Nah, they're neat, aren't they? Oh God! And you'll see now it's 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 uh, uh, ambling slowly towards us. Yes, it is. Can you please well, just just quickly tell me what the the defining qual like the 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 one that makes me go? Oh, okay. These maybe these aren't so bad. Well, let's before. just slowly back up as we walk. Um, okay. Occasionally, chuck some more rocks this way. They're very slow. They only have a ten foot speed. Um, and this one is is pretty tame, pretty pacified, at least to humans. So mm-hmm. we're fine because their main way of of hunting is they will take these tendrils, which um, can reach out about 50 feet, and they will just wrap around you and kind of grapple onto you. Uh, And there's these little tiny pokers on the tendrils that will, like, sap the strength from you, so it's harder to escape. But then they can also just start reeling you back in before they take a gigantic chomp out of you. That's awful. Yeah, no, they're pretty neat, aren't they? Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> now, we've never talked about uh, these creatures yet, I don't think, but there's an, a, a pretty common Underdark creature called a piercer, yes. which is like a little, a little like, thing that sticks to ceilings. and It's like a big worm. Yeah. Uh, ropers are evolved, mature forms of piercers. And oh. uh, it shares its rock-like, appear- rock-like appearance and hunting tactics. 
Uh, the roper can hold still for long hours, shutting its single eye to look like nothing more than a mundane formation of rock. Creatures that come too close are surprised, like you were, when the eye snaps open and sticky tendrils shoot out to seize them. The roper then makes horrible guttural sounds as it reels in its struggling victims. Oh, God. Ropers, now this is where the fun comes in, at least in owning one. They're pretty cheap. Ropers can digest anything it eats, uh, with the exception of platinum and gemstones. So you can just oh. feed it boulders or wood shavings or, or your trash or your trash, similar to Otiogs. Sometimes these uh, things like platinum and gemstones and magic items can be retrieved from uh, inside of it after its demise. If, oh yeah, after it's like eaten some one, mm-hmm. it'll still just eat it. Yeah, it just can't dissolve it. And their digestive juices are also considered valuable uh, to alchemists who use them as a solvent. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've had a couple down here for a while and frankly haven't figured out what to do with them. Because they just kind of, A, I lose track of them in the sublevels because they're pretty expansive down here. And it's pretty dark. But, like, man, I cannot find a market for these boys. I mean, any cave-dwelling person trying to keep people out, there's the market. I guess, but, like... Because you just stick them there, and they're good to guard the mouth of a cave, and, yeah, you're good to go. But I think the problem is, is that we have too many cave-dwelling guard creatures. Because, like, the That's last fair. the last time I, I sold a batch to... Uh, I sold some cloakers to uh, this lovely bugbear couple who came in. Um, okay. But they were like, I've got all these things. I've got these dark mantles. I've got these cloakers. Um... I've got these hook horrors, but I've got these ropers, but they were like, ooh, st- stop. Let me t- tell me about hook horrors. So, like, it's just that there are other creatures, I think, that are more appealing visually than the roper. I guess. Well, could we, if we could somehow... Well, I'm trying to think of a market for this, Griffin. Um, what if? Dishwasher. They could dig- wash oh. dishes. And any leftover food, just down the gullet. It's like a like a, a dishwashing living trash disposal. You could just put dish rags on each of those tendrils. Yeah. And just stick them in the middle of the kitchen, and then the tendrils can just reach out and start, ever, start yeah, grabbing dirty the, dishes. The I believe Dream... No, it wasn't DreamWorks. What is it? The the, the movie Robots starring Ewan McGregor uh, and, no. and the incomparable Robin Williams? No. Oh, you see, he makes a little robot that, can, that does dishes and has little tendrils that is just like picking stuff up and tossing them around. Ah, nice. I could see, like, a hibachi chef-style uh, oh, roper just like, oh, well, that, uh, also a hibachi chef, but also just, like, tossing plates around, putting them in machines and stuff. A hibachi chef roper. But also a hibachi chef roper could be really cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will say they are stronger than they are dexterous. They're not super, yeah. they don't have super fine motor control, I don't think, with these tendrils. Um, but but if, it, if it was trained well enough. I think so. I think you could definitely send a roper to Hibachi School so long as, you know, you kind of work out the, you know, a, a good feeding plan for it and the like. They are, they are neutral evil, so they kind of just do whatever they want and do so maliciously. But, again, there is an exception to every alignment, and I think that's with the right upbringing and, you know, you find the roper... Like, you, you grab a roper right as it's kind of maturing into its roper status, and from there, you just start, you, you, you know, t- 
talk to it. Well, it won't understand you, but you can talk to it and maybe t- uh, telepathically figure out what its desires are, what it wants out of the world, what it wants to be when it grows up into a, a big roper. Yeah, I mean, you can still talk to your dog and they kind of get what you're saying, you know? Yeah, I think that's true, yeah. But, okay, so we got one, dishwasher. We got two, hibachi Hibachi chef. chef. We got three, circus performer. Ooh, like juggler. Yeah, I was thinking like holding the lot of the little sticks with oh, the spinning the spin- plates the spinning on top. Plates. Yeah. Yeah. Could be oh. a, a, a dynamite entertainer. Oh, for real. Oh, I want to put, so there is no nose on this creature. There's just kind of a blank space between the eye and the big mouth. But I just pictured a clown nose there. <laughs> See, I'm imagining, you know, like the the those uh, the gaucho glasses, the ones that have the like the the big uh, thick frames with like oh, the thick nose with the mustache. Yes, yes. But like yes. it's just it's just one eye, like, <laughs> one eye space. One eye, one mustache. Yeah, with just the, with the big nose on and a mustache would be really funny. Hmm. Car salesman. Now that's nothing. No, that's not. That's not. <laughs> I was like, they can't uh, talk. A. Oh, goodness. NASCAR driver. No. Pit crew. Ooh, that would be fair. You would only need, like, one roper per side. Yeah, man. As their little, as their tendrils just kind of... Yeah, one on each side and you're good to go. Roper pit crew. I love that. Roper pit crew. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, so... Wait, I'm not done yet. I want to come up with more goofs. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to go through the options we'd come up with. So dishwasher, hibachi chef, pit crew, entertainer. Not car salesman. Not car salesman. Forget Lifeguard? They can't I really mean, swim themselves, though. Yeah, but they have a 50-foot like long reach, though. Yeah, that's decent. But any anyone that's drowning, they would then weaken. Which mm, that's be <laughs> yeah. possibly. Maybe not that. That's a good call, I think. Uh, that, and I feel like if, if any kid was drowning and then saw that face coming at it in the water, <laughs> would just be more more horrified. They would just have a heart attack. Yeah. Um, hmm. Aircraft mechanic. Ooh, uh, 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 luggage. The person that loads in the luggage. Yeah. Just just slinging bags all the way up the, the little conveyor belt to the plane. That or a roper sitting there with like the weird like light sticks. Like, <laughs> exactly. Be like, you're for, you're clear this way it would be fantastic. Um, is it cheating to put ropers in like goalie positions in sports? No. Cool. Not if not if both sides have one, right? That's fair. Yeah. Because you can just fair stick game, it, baby. You stick them in the middle and put a bunch of gloves on their hands on their tendrils. <laughs> Professional slapper. Oh, but who knows? If you're kicking a ball at it, it might just eat the ball. Oh, that's fair. You would need to like put like a. I was gonna say you would need to put like a like a a mouth guard on them, but that might be a little inhumane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think putting gloves on all of its tendrils is. is we're pu- uh, we're, we're pushing it at that point yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh man! All right, I think we've exhausted this vein. Okay. But still, there are so okay. So if if you're out there and you have, if you ever have been up to a task that you're like, man, I wish I had four more arms that could reach like Mister Fantastic, then boy oh boy, do I have the critter for you. Come on in and get yourself a roper, and just 
maybe maybe you can put some Christmas lights around its uh, mm-hmm. around its traffic cone shaped head to kind of like sprucing up the place a little bit. Sprucing, sprucing, spruce it. There we spruce. go. Spruce. Yikes! That's a tree. I'm so stuffy. Ugh. Amazing. So, oh, this is it. It's the last one, Greg. God, already. Wow, we've been flying. I mean, we've been corn for about forty-four minutes now. Zach, I feel like, I feel like we just never talk anymore. You know, like just we spend all this time at the, in. The, we're always at work. You're never home. It's always about work with you. You're never there for me <laughs> emotionally. Oh boy! No, you're cool. I love you. <laughs> No, no, you're cool. Yeah, no, sure. I, no, I mean that. I'm, I'm just. It was a bit. It was a bit. Okay, okay. Hit me with that last uh, creature. So the last one is it. It, it can be another bit of a, a cave dweller, but also in other spaces as well. Cool, cool, um, cool. And this is uh, uh, the, the good old Sturges. A Sturges? Yeah, not like I'm not talking about sturgeon. Not talking about fish. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about a sturge or a group of sturges. Okay. Um, which are, as the, the owner, owner's manual would describe, a horde flying creature um, that looks like a cross between a large bat and an oversized mosquito. Uh. Yeah. Its leg and sharp pincers um, and its long needle-like proboscis slash the air as it seeks its next meal. So it is a large bat mosquito oh. with, with multiple, like, with at least... With big wings, and I'm counting, I, I, I think, four, yeah, about four um, four legs, oh. and then two sort of arms with wings on them. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this. It's got, like, that sort of, so it almost fleshy. looks like a flesh butterfly. Kind of, yeah, its wings are sort of shaped that it's way. Like a gl- it's like a, it's like a, like a flying squirrel. In, in the sense that it has, like, you know, it's it looks like it has this, this membranous material kind of between its limbs. Yeah. It doesn't have like two discrete wings. Ew. Yeah, it's um it, it's a weird fleshy pink thing with <laughs> it, like a weird like sort of gray lion's mane around its head. Yeah, like some and fuzz. then and then like a long sort of anteater like nose Ugh. that it uses to uh pierce uh, its victims and drain its blood, mosquito like. Um, mm-hmm. now they, uh, they see in the dark, a la bats, um, and, uh, as they land on victims, um, they find vulnerable spaces and plunge its proboscis into its flesh while using its pincer-like legs to latch onto the victim. Why do you say proboscis um, like that? Proboscis? Yeah, like that. Because it's fun. Yeah, right. Um. <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Now, um, as it drains your blood, um... Yeah, you're. It, it can do so pretty quickly. Um, That's now the rough awful. thing is <laughs> That's yes. awful to hear, frankly. So yeah, they suck your blood and then just fucking bail out like a mosquito, um, like a mosquito, but a lot larger and can take a lot more blood. Ew, that's unsettling. Yeah. Oh, so they man. eat the blood. I'm assuming that's how they feed. Yeah, yeah. That that is how they they feed. Yeah, just awful. Um, Mm-hmm. So, uh, as they they pose little danger in small numbers, uh, uh, large amounts of them 
can be very, very diff- uh, difficult. That's fair. They reattach as quickly as their weakened prey can pluck them off. So, yikes! You run into a, a bunch of sturges. Perhaps think about running. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's my question for you, then, Zach. If if I can, yes. I okay, let's do a little role play here. I am okay. I am a customer. Yes, coming into the store for the first time. Hello, my name is Gerald. You show me Sturges for the first time, and it's the first creature I see in this magnificent wonderland. And I go, huh? That's kind of weird. What do I do with it? Well, what couldn't you do with it? I mean, I'm, it's a pet. It's I'm a pet. You. Yeah. Well, well, think. Uh, you know, the the people that tend to to rescue and save. You know, a, a, a squirrel. Or or bats for okay, that matter, okay. you know. You know, if once you you develop a relationship with it, it's just going to be like any pet. I guess that's fair. You know? I, I'm I'm kind of admittedly a pet traditionalist. Like I like my dogs. I like my rabbits. I like my my fuzzy creatures that I well, can I do understand that this, I can Gerald. kick it with. Yeah, but why not have a little extra flavor in there? And the uh, the amount of fun you can have now, you know, a, a pet, you know, cats and dogs are great. They're wonderful. They're amazing. Yeah, they can't fly though, and Sturges can. You got me there. Imagine the amount of fun you have. A nice little like Sturge. Uh, uh not not what's the word? I wanted to say terrarium, but that's not the word. <laughs> a nice little habitat with you know things for it to climb on and fly to and land on. Mm, that is pretty cute. Yes. You know, granted, the 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 food supply you're not going to be picking up any you know, kibbles and bits. Mm-hmm. You're going to be, you know, tracking down. Do I need to just buy blood bags? Maybe. Or do I let um, it? Do I let it the, the, drink me? No. Well, you don't need to go that far. Okay. You see, we uh, we here at Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop do what, we pride ourselves on having everything you need for any sort of pet. So we definitely have the uh, the the ability to track down blood for you. <laughs> On a regular basis. <laughs> I gotta admit, that's pretty unsettling to hear. Well, it's it's we're not like going around killing people, but you know, a, a, as things you know uh, you know pass away, and oh, you know, we, we use those opportunities to to find to to source uh, a, a nourishment for other creatures that may use that thing. We're very self-sustaining here. We're reducing, reusing, yeah, reduce, reuse, recycle, baby. Oh God. This, but this time it's magical creature parts. <laughs> I'm Griffin again now. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I mean, we were talking about having feeder horses for I fucking guess that's something fair. a few weeks ago. So somehow this is just a little more unsettling. Hey, you know, some, something dies, you drain its blood real quick, and then you use it to feed the Sturges. There you, you go. know, Natch. Imagine a nice little, a cute little Sturges sippy cup. Oh. <laughs> What are we doing here? We're running a business, Chris. Yeah, you're right. I gotta, I gotta push away the the lawful good in me and revert back to that true neutral. Yeah, but aside from you know it being uh you know a small blood sucking um creature, it's it's just like any other bat or uh. I mean, what vampire bats do? They, they don't drink blood, do they? I forget, honestly. I don't know if that was just like a. They just look like vampires, so they call them a vampire bat. Let's do a quick Google, for the for the uh, the yeah. sake of knowledge. Look, bat. animals eat other animals. You know, you have a snake, you buy feeder rats for it. Like, it's... vampire bats are bats whose food source is blood. There you go. I mean, it's a bat. 
Yeah. But but mosquito like instead of you know a, a crazy vampire looking motherfucker. It's sorry, Pegasi. It primarily feeds on the blood of mammals, occasionally including humans. Whoops! There you go. Yeah. So it's not too different. It just looks a little different. Yeah. Instead, and it's just kind of a. Uh, it's got some more, some more fleshy bits. Some more fleshy bits, but that cute little furry mane yeah. for scritching. For scritching. Yeah. For for purely scritching purposes. And who knows? Spencer the the Sturge could be really adorable and, and just enjoys a nice noozle. Do you think w- w- that while, while it sips on its on its Sturge sippy cup? Ugh. Do you think that these would be decent in like? I- I'm trying to think of a practical purpose for this because that's just kind of how my brain is wired sometimes. Yeah, I think these could be useful in like like a really large garden. Yeah, to kind of fend off like. Mammals that are yeah. like you know like raccoon, raccoons, raccoons and others and and like head like moles and stuff things that, that would... would try to come in and and you know chomp on your 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 labors exactly um, or like in a greenhouse where maybe they can like snatch up bugs yeah most definitely things like that that could work yeah it would be very very good there there we are see All right. I got there there's there practical there. there you go Gerald we got oh you. thank you sir. Um, You're welcome. I just so happen to own the largest greenhouse in my country. Well, there you go. I'll what take a hundred. Oh, amazing! Oh. That's our entire stock. Yeah, I'm from uh, from uh, uh, Norway. Oh, all right. It's, we only have the one greenhouse, <laughs> and it's yours. And it's mine. It's yours, Gerald. I'll take a hundred sturges. That's our entire stock. Fantastic. Good. I'll crate them up for you. My great house shall grow even larger now. <laughs> Gerald, <laughs> yeah, hmm? since we yes. found out your country of origin, you had a lot uh, uh, a different emphasis on your words there. I don't understand what you mean. Okay. Stur- <laughs> a hundred stur- sturges it is. <laughs> All right, can I have Griffin back, please? Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, Griffin. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Where's Gerald? He's gone. Oh. Back to Norway? Yeah. Okay. It was cool. All right, so folks, that's all of our <laughs> creatures for today. Um, we've had some, some, some fiends, some celestials, and some w- weird uh, subterranean creatures. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think we're, we're all better having learned a little more about them. Yeah. Um, before we go, I meant to do this at the top of the episode, but I forgot because I'm me. Uh, but we have the results of last week's Wacky Weekly Would You Rather. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, this this poll did not see as much uh, of an input as the bear-sized dog, dog-sized bear debate. Um, but the question, again, to remind everyone was, uh, what would you rather have, an ostrich that can fly or a penguin that could fly? And I think, unsurprisingly, a penguin, the penguin won out. See, I was said the ostrich. Yeah, across seventeen votes, we have thirty-five percent for ostrich and sixty-five percent for penguin. Peng penguin penguins from Norway. Uh, what? No. Um, so <laughs> that's not where they live. I did not. Pre- excuse me. I did not prepare a wacky weekly. Would you rather for for this one? But I think we should still come up with one. Um. All right. A. A dog mm-hmm. that can talk, Ooh. or uh-huh. a 
I'm 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 spacing. Yeah, I got. I came up with the one. You come up with the other. A dog that can talk, or a cat who can cook. Ooh, Ooh. a talking dog or a cooking cat? There because like, I would I would love to just be able to chat with my dogs. I think they'd have some very fun, interesting things to say, and I could just like, you know, just just chit chat with them all day long. Because I would all, I was, you know, when I was growing up with my dogs, I, I, I have insomnia, and so I was always awake in the wee hours of the morning, and sometimes I would just go t- downstairs and find one of my dogs and just kind of cuddle, just to, like, you know, break up the mm-hmm. night. And, like, yeah, I could yeah. just be like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. Are you okay? I'm doing all right. <laughs> but at the same time, if I had a cat who can cook, I'm very bad about cooking for myself. I need to do it more. And if, but if I had a cat who can cook, oh man, I would go and buy all the groceries and just not have to cook him. And I could just be like, "Hey, kitty cat, you want to make me some food? Awesome! Here's a, some here's a, a kitty treat. Here's some catnip. Boom! Heck yeah, man, that's actually pretty tough. Pretty tough. What are you thinking? Um, I mean, I like both. Of, oh, which one am I? I? I would probably go with the talking dog. Yeah, it's like you're just having a buddy right. at all times. It's a it's a hard one for me. It's a hard toss up. Oh man! All, All right. right. Well, we'll get that up uh, uh, the day that this is released, which mm-hmm. is this Wednesday, May first. May first. We're getting into May. May. Our birthdays yeah. are coming up, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> this is the rough one. Oh, it the is, we lose health con- health insurance. It one. is the rough one. But fortunately for us, we have this fantastic business that is totally real and totally has benefits, so we don't yeah. need to feel bad <laughs> about it. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, please, uh, we, we haven't gotten any uh, fantastic customer letters uh, recently, and I would love to answer some, yeah. so don't forget to send any questions you may have about any mythical creatures over to um, us at, at Pet Shop Cast mm-hmm, mm-hmm, on Twitter. And, uh, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it for right. us. Um, so, Thank you all for joining us again. Uh, I've been Griffin. I've been Zach. And just remember, at the end of the day... It's all about love, baby. It's all about that love. Go get it's yourself go love. get yourself some Pegasi. The Pegasi. Fly around on them beautiful backs. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to episode 13 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. It's crazy to think that we started this show almost six months ago, and because of all the people that listen to the show, you fantastic customers, we uh, can continue to do it every, well, every other week. So thank you very much. If you want to support our show further, you can definitely check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and where you find podcasts, really. Rate, review, subscribe, let us know what you think. You can also check us out on Twitter at PetShopCast or at our website at PetShopCast.com. Please think about checking out our other show, Another Path, on Twitter at AnotherPathPod or that website, AnotherPathPodcast.com. On that website, you're going to find links to both the merch store where you can find fantastic gear for both Another Path and Pet Shop and the Patreon for both shows. So buy yourself some cool shirts or a tapestry or a phone case. But also, if you feel like supporting the show financially, you can do that for fantastic rewards to you and consistent support to us which we are always very very thankful of lastly if you want to check me out on twitter you can do so at that guy zach rob and griffin at griff cold thank you so much again for stopping in and we'll see you again soon